Greetings, pals. Hey, pals. Hey, pals. Afternoon all. Welcome to Throwing the Power, the podcast where we talk about movies. And uh, I'm Frank. I'm Tom. I'm Marcus. And I'm Chris. And here we are discussing, uh, is it Jurassic Park 3? <laughs> this week, finally. <laughs> finally. We got your requests. Stop sending them. It's everyone's favourite movie, as we know. Yes. Um, so we're talking about what happens in it? Yeah, the, um, the, the dinosaurs. The third time they got. So they're like, well, surely this time it'll be okay. Third time lucky. That's the slogan. The movie opens with Sam Neill going, well, like it could happen a third time. He's from Brooklyn for some reason. <laughs> Would you say Brooklyn? Yeah, like it could happen a third time. I'm from Brooklyn. Nah, what's up with these stegosauruses? Ah, brontosaurus. You know. Oh, hey. So I'm... how do you mother for me? <laughs> <laughs> I can't really do it. <laughs> Speaking of mothers. Oh, today we're actually talking about The Mummy. The Mummy. 1999. Not to be be mistaken by the awful, awful reboot done with Tom Cruise very recently. Yes, that was 2017. I didn't pay attention to that one. The childhood adventure horror comedy action that it is. Or let's say the 1934 32, I think. 32, sorry, The Mummy with Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. So many people are so mad that this film... Is not as good as Boris Boris Karloff's version. I know. They're like, they're not, he's we not get scary. The two things Legit. we get: Jurassic Park three requests. People <laughs> mad that Boris Karloff's not getting his. People being like, why? Why? Where's Boris Love? The remaining that? people going, who is Boris Karloff? Yes. <laughs> Famously, a horror, a, a makeup horror actor. Like he did his own makeup. I didn't and know became this. Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, mm. and the Mummy. Was no Bella Lugosi was Dracula. That's what I said. So he, <laughs> I think your, he your story, pal. Your story. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I believe you're right. He was the Mummy and Frankenstein. Yeah, I think. But he did his own. There's makeup. that scene in Ed Wood where someone says to Bella Lugosi, "Like, I think you're way better than uh, Boris Karloff, but he's pretty good." And Lugosi's like, "Fuck you! I'm better than Karloff." Like, <laughs> it's a good bit. So we're talking about we the should, Mummy. Yes, the Mummy, 1999 movie. <laughs> it's directed by Stephen Summers. Yes, starring <laughs> Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz. John Hanna, um, uh, Arnold Vosloo. Vosloo? Or Vos- I'd say Vosloo. Vosloo? Arnold Vosloo. Vosloo. Arnold Vosloo. Kevin J. O'Connor, Jonathan Hyde, Obed Fair, and Erica Vari. The list goes on. And not Sam Neill. Uh, so this is sadly, sadly no, not Sam. He Neil. didn't get the call back. <laughs> Alan, Alan <laughs> wakes up on the plane. He's literally in the same desert digging up dinosaurs, and they run past. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Don't worry get about it. Get out of the shot, Sam. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be talking about this movie in this podcast. Where what happens? Frank? Oh, so throw in the power is yes. where we talk about movies. Say one of us comes in loving a movie, someone else comes in hating it, and then the other two. Uh, the neutral party, and we sort of sway each other's opinion, have a heated debate, mm. and by the end, one of us will throw in the. Didn't so. plan it. Didn't plan it. It was perfect. And we're rating this out of eleven as well. We Let's are. Not forget. And here's why: I actually looked this up, okay. so it's relevant today because the ancient Egyptians very quickly. Like a lot of cultures, <laughs> didn't have concepts for like numerical values past nothing and something. They would just kind of go, there's nothing of that. And then there's some of that. And the ancient Egyptians were the first ones to count to 11. You're using hieroglyphs. Because there's 11 steps in the pyramid. Yes. None of that's true. But I thought it would be a really interesting <laughs> connection if it were. That's my bit. That's I'm my glad. bit. So you're a, you tutor kids, right? That's your job? I tutor. T- tutor. Children. Oh. You're not getting the T. <laughs> and that's children with a T as I well. I tutor children. <laughs> So, <laughs> should we quickly go around the room and who loved this movie? Ooh, who wants to go? 
It's a Mexican standoff I'm, here. I'm in sure. the Marcus room. and I were raised by this film. <laughs> like raised it's not a shot. We didn't have parents. Brendan Fraser might be my dad. Yes. You wish. Rachel Weiss <laughs> is my mummy. And my everything else. Yes. The mummy. Let's not get too creepy, but this is a sexy, <laughs> sexy cast. I'm just going to say that. You just followed me- up with the creepiest. <laughs> Let's not get too creepy. I don't oh want to be God, a creep here, but God, <sighs> they're sexy. Even Kevin J. O'Connor as Benny? Yeah. Maybe the sexiest. 100%. Really? Like, take that hat off him. Take that little Apu hat off him. Yes. And he's a good looking bloke. Can we talk about good how in every scene it's like he just got off the treadmill and they're like, all right, Kevin, we're filming. And he's like, <laughs> oh, you it's like, cut oh. <laughs> like, he's so sweaty. In it's every like Jason scene. Biggs in American Pie. Yes, every scene. Every scene. Sweating. He's I just think- come from <laughs> fucking a pastry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he's nervous because they think he's been caught and he's like, oh, we're, going, we're shooting. Yeah. Oh, he's like, oh, my God. Does his pants up, runs on. <laughs> I love his accent in this movie. T- you know this trivia that all the camels on set was like they wouldn't respond to him? And there's one scene where he's trying to like, hey, come on, camel. Like shaking the reins and the camel's like not moving at all because they just hated him. <laughs> That's so Do you know funny. why? Because they don't respect him. Because he's not sexy. <laughs> That's why. I think camels he... only like sexy people. Right, he, he will be listening to this podcast for sure. Yeah, so let's just ease off a bit. One of our few listeners, Kevin J. O'Connor. So <laughs> thanks for that, man. You just halved our listenership because he's gone. So if it wasn't now obvious. Now I've got his Sam Neill. Got the fucking PTSD with these camels, man. <laughs> Why'd you bring it up again? If it wasn't obvious, Thomas and I do love the mummy. Sorry, we love this Okay, movie. yeah. Right. So let's go to see who hates it. Well, do we give our ratings before we see who oh, hates yeah, it? Oh, yeah, of course. Out of 11. Marcus? Out of 11, I give the mummy a nine. I'm actually smack bang there with you. I'm like, I spent a lot of today nines. thinking about what it was going to be. Yep. And I was like, it has to be a nine. I wanted to come in here and piss you off and be like, Man, I rewatched it again, and it's it's not as good. But I was I'm not even going to do I that. That would be so upset. I was meant to so do upsetting. Sorry, what was the score again? Uh, it's a nine. Ooh, it's that's a, a double one. nine too. That's an eighteen technically. Good math. Do you Very have, nice. Can you double that? Can you stereo it? You could have said no. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it. We'll cut that out. That sounded really good. Uh, I'm an audio producer. <laughs> wait, wait. But how much of that nine is nostalgia? I think mm. I've brought it down by two points from nostalgia makes me want to give this an 11. And then I go like, okay, well, that's ridiculous. So then I take half a point away for that. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the fact that it's it's incredibly satisfying and silly and maybe not silly in a way that I can find like – I don't want to say this, but like there are some very transcendently silly movies. I know one of Chris's favorite movies is a transcendently silly movie from George of the Jungle. That we might, yes, uh, no, Dudley Do, right? No, um, uh, a movie called Ghostbusters, which we may talk about some relation of one day, but like movies like that that really do seem to stick in the canon. And I don't think The Mummy's quite there while still being such a fucking fun movie. Mm. It is annoying on that level for me, but Great. I don't know how you feel. My, and Brendan Fraser is undeniable. Uh, do you want me to explain why yeah, I think it's your, a nine now? We're going to go into that now? Yeah, as, long real not, quick. as long as it's not exactly the same. No, 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 no. Okay, so <laughs> I, I describe The Mummy as a flawed masterpiece of action, comedy, horror. It's It does everything that it wanted to do mm-hmm. and achieve, and for the time, uh, the CGI holds up very well. Agreed. Oh, my gosh. You look back at other films of the same period and it's like, whoop, you are not with it. And The Mummy was ahead of its time and still holds up today. Better than a lot of films. In fact, uh, what was it? Thor. What was the recent Thor? And that awful, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. That awful, awful CGI. Even the Mummy was much better. Can you name a moment? Uh, the the kid's head floating in the air. 
Oh, I've seen the shots from that because it's, it's been submitted for best visual effects. Yeah. And I've seen that Terrible. moment where people are just going, this? But like, and yeah. I had no idea that's what that was from. Yeah. What, kid's oh. head? What are you talking about? The, the kids, oh my God, we're talking about a different film now. Go on. The, the, kids, the kids that are being held captive and, and Thor's trying to find where they are by Christian Bale's Idris Elba's God killer. character's son. Yes. Ah, that's, that's right. the same that's glowy is. eye yeah, yeah. thing. And it's really bad CGI. Yeah, really I mean, there were bad. moments in that film. I thought when he was doing the double leg split in the opening fight scene, and he yep. kicks the two things, and he's doing the the kung fu, the John Jean, John Jean Claude Van Damme, the kung fu. Split. I did also hear kung fu. <laughs> You're like letting fu. your Margot yeah. show at the moment, man. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you I can take that hat off, please. One time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's go back. So the mummy has pretty good CGI for 1999. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, but on the whole, mm. I hate to do this to you guys. I loved it too. Of course you did. Oh, of course I did. Not for a second <laughs> was I invested. <laughs> I tried for a second to be like, no, I hated it. Yeah. And I tried going in knowing that you two loved it and knowing you were raising it. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this with really like critical eyes. Mm. And I read a lot of shitty reviews to get myself in the spirit. And I was like, they're all wrong. Contemporary reviews, like from the nineties. Yeah, I did too. And also these yep. days, there's there's a there's lot some of recent ones. That's oh, interesting. Of I, I would say back. this movie's got a legacy where people in '99 were like, ah, it's stupid, and it's it's trying to be funny, and it's trying to be this, and it's not. And you know, I've got better things to watch. And now later, people are just like, I don't know, can't we have fucking fun? Like this is fun. Why are we mad at it? Well, I think people are mad because they say it didn't hit the horror mark. Like it wasn't scary enough, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't funny enough to not be scary. No. And it wasn't Indiana mm. Jones mm. quality of adventure. I was literally just about to say it did have definitely. It was always going to be butting up against a sort of Indiana Jones. Oh, it's mm. Aldi Indiana Jones. Comparison. We know that. <laughs> like that's they knew that though. But the burgers are better at Aldi. Is yeah, a hundred percent. They've never stopped saying it. <laughs> Continue to say yeah, it. Aldi's loving it. But then it. also, this is the better version of a Jungle Cruise. Yes, or, yeah. or Lost City. Oh, yeah. Which I don't think is bad, the nah. recent Channing Tatum, Sandra Bullock, but this is a much. Didn't see that. I don't it's think okay. That, it's fine. They didn't market this as a horror, though. This is the thing. I went back and had a look and they were like, this was a comedy adventure. It was an adventure. Was a, yeah, um, some of action. the film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. I think because the original Mummy mm. were horror films. Mm-hmm. So people were like expecting, oh, it's based on the Mummy. It's a remake. Yeah. It must be a spooky one. Yeah. Sure. And as a kid, I was pretty scared of that moment. I was terrified. I have a lot to say about that as well. I do want to hear what Chris thinks of it, though. Mm. Uh, I somehow missed this as a kid growing up in the 90s. I had never seen this film until a couple of days ago. What? Um, That is shocking. Yeah. That is shocking. I'm shocked. When did this come out? 99. So that's grade Eight. Well, like I should be what? like ballpark. Its biggest competition this. was Phantom Menace, which I assume you did go and see. <laughs> Chris saw that 45 times. Boy, there's a podcast for you. Oh. Chris and the Phantom Menace. Oh, That's a great Obi-Wan. Hello <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Um, so, yeah, knowing that you guys loved this, I was going in. I don't know, excited, excited. Like I'd, I'd miss some sort of hidden gem. That's very different to Frank who just wants to put us down. <laughs> that is That's very lovely true. and refreshing. Frank was like, that... I'm sharpening his knives. Like, yeah. I'm not ruining you guys' day. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm excited for them. Are you surprised by that? No, I guess fuck no. you guys. <laughs> yeah, what a and, bully. And fuck your childhood also. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Chris, you were saying. Um, just, just, to be, just to be honest, uh, for a score, a seven. Okay. Yeah, nice. Just... 
yeah, yeah, just to get it started. But it does come up against two things that I really love in films. One, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. The Last Crusade was on last night. Oh, Had great. to watch it. Um, I've never seen it. <laughs> Interesting. We're going to do that. <laughs> um, and it also, just for me personally, it comes up against Stargate. Interesting. Okay. Egyptian stuff, mm. adventure. You mean SG-1? Thing. No, the movie. Ah. 1994. Is this the one with James Spader and yeah. Kurt Russell? Yeah. Yes. I've seen a little of it back yeah. in the day. I love James Spader and actually Kurt Russell as well. Now, what am I saying? So I should check it out. It was <laughs> Give my regards to King Tut, asshole. <laughs> that is the line after the kill. It is. That it was is the original tagline for this movie. So it's crazy. <laughs> it's very good. Almost happened. Um, okay. But so those two things held next to it. You're like, right, not as good as Stargate, not as good as Indiana Jones. I was sitting there watching it. It was like I was rewriting it in my head. Oh. But I think I was doing it through the prism of we are now 2023 going, this is such a missed opportunity because they wrote themselves. My apologies. <laughs> Punch the mic. So, so passionate. They wrote themselves into a corner. They wrote themselves into Egypt. That's it. This is the mummy. If they'd actually taken a step back and gone, we have this wonderful couple that works so wonderfully on screen, we could do anything with them. Mm. But they went, it's about the mummy. It's like, no, it's not about the fucking mummy. So you almost wanted like an X-Files style, like almost globe-trotting and doing things. That's because this, this was made because Universal have this cast of creatures. They have all the, the, mummy, the Universal yeah. monsters. Dracula, yes. Yes. Thing from the Black Lagoon, the Invisible Man. You've got that. They've gone, all right, we'll just do a new mummy thing. They Again, I'm looking at it through the prism of 2023. Cinematic universe, you just have this couple that go around and investigate these different things, hunting treasure, doing all that kind Much of like thing. Much like The Conjuring mm. that Much we like talked about. Nothing like The Conjuring. Yeah. No, but with, <laughs> but with some <laughs> similarities, I get that, that yeah. it can be about this couple if that's a strong enough thing. And I think Rachel Weisz and... Brendan Fraser are amazing in this oh, and have one of the, such good chemistry. Great. Yeah, one of the most charismatic couples on screen ever. Really <laughs> astoundingly good. Yeah. I there's the moment where they've been attacked by uh oh my gosh. Emotep? No. <laughs> it's like the Muhad Aji or whatever they are. Oh, the, the Magi. The Magi, sorry. Yep. I'm thinking yep. of the like Brotherhood the, of the Crucible yes, Sword. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yep. yes. Yep. Um, the Magi. Um and you know, they've just warded them off for the first time and he's like, you must leave here. I'm going to touch on one that, day. by the way. And Brendan Fraser's like gone to Rachel Weisz and they're like, you okay? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to wrap my arms around you now and never let you go. And just in that scene where they're still not quite a couple yet and they're standing there doing that and you're like, I'm so caught up in these guys being together. It really matters to me. Not being they, creepy, but I'm really into this. I'm really, I want to be in between them. <laughs> but I want to be their child. As well, no, so that's it's that true. conflicting thing. I want them to be my parents, but I want to watch. I'm done. And yeah, thruple, <laughs> thruple. I'm done. Let's, a thruple yeah. with your parents. That's what you're getting at. <laughs> I get it. Well, I think I think let's let's go back now and talk about the cast because, as we know, we all love Brendan Fraser. Peak. I mean, Brendan Fraser. We, this the '90s for him. George of the Jungle was before this, right? Just. Just before this, and also Gods and Monsters, which is I only bring up because it was him doing. A dramatic role. It's him and Sir mm-hmm. Ian McKellen, and it's Sir Ian McKellen playing. Oh my gosh, a character who directed one of the classic, like Universal horror films. It might have been James Whale or something, and he directed the original Frankenstein, I think. And it's a story about Brendan Fraser being his like gardener or handyman, 
and Surya McKellen's playing him as very like an older closeted man. And it's Brendan Fraser, very homophobic, but still trying to become friends with him. And it's a really dramatic turn from him in a period where he was known for Encino Man and Airheads and uh, Blast from the this Past. This is the first yep. I'm hearing of this. It's a really interesting ever. movie. Ian McKellen was the nominated. Twilight of the Gods? No, no, no. Uh, Gods and Monsters. It was 98. I'm scrolling through the IMDb. Let's have a look. Okay. Keep talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a really interesting movie, and it is just kind of interesting to have that right as the last maybe bit of context that people had for Brendan Fraser before the Mummy came out. When did he do that like, film? The other film where he was the the Jewish kid in college. That's Family Ties. That's ah, early. That's right, like right, ninety. Right. You're absolutely right. I'm sorry. That is also pretty dramatic for him. Yeah. Like, and that's early days. Yeah. He is. I think it's like Encino Man and Family Ties, or it's right around the same Which time. Which are vastly different. I've never seen Encino Man, but it's one of my favourite movies I've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the cover and I'm just like, well, I'd probably love that. Yeah, I've seen Family Ties and it's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid film. This is obviously deeply hidden in IMDb because even Frank's scratching his head trying to find this film and we're going to waste a lot of time, I think. If, kind of well, if, so. first of all, do you mean California Man? And then do you mean School Ties? School, school I, Ties sounds... Family Ties Wait, school, was a TV school, show. School with Ties is the old Michael movie where he nineteen ninety two nineteen ninety two where he plays the Jewish kid who's not accepted by yeah, Matt yeah. Damon and Brendan family Fraser. Family Ties, which you said is Michael is, J. Did Fox. I say Family Ties? Yeah. Yeah. Oh Michael my god, TV that's so show. funny. I, I didn't just say. I was going to leave that. That's so even, funny. I'm sorry. You're right. It's it you're gaslighting me there, mate. But and <laughs> maybe California Man is has changed its name because I remember Encino Man. Obviously, no. It's known as different titles. Oh, Encino Man, but it's California Man. But on it's California Man. And then Gods and Monsters is 98. But that's. All to say yes. Anywho, it's right around the time he's about to do. He was able to prove his acting chops <laughs> early days, which we've established. Yes, uh, but known for playing Michael J. Fox playing... when he was filming <laughs> yeah. Back to the Future, <laughs> he came in on Family Ties. Perfect job. He filmed was it. Yeah. Could not tell the difference. He was on a little show called <laughs> Friends. He was credited Heard as of it. He was one of the friends. He would have been great as a guest actor on Friends. He would have been. That was he was great on Scrubs as a guest as well. He he's, did. I mean, he's great in everything. He Let's, is. I mean, it might be a product of our generation, but we're just big fans. He was the man we wanted to be, There's, if I'm not mistaken. It's really difficult to think of someone who's got more goodwill behind them now in 2023 than Brendan Fraser. Topical. I think it's diminishing a little bit. We're recording this right at the start of 2023. It's early Jan. And mm. he probably was the lead to win the Oscar a month or so ago. I don't know if that's going to happen now. The Whale is getting wider release and people are not loving it. But yeah, I still I'm think he'll that. get nominated. He'll get nominated, but I think it's controversial, the fact yes. that he is not an obese man, nor is he homosexual, and he's playing both of those things. He's a larger man. He's, oh, he's, not put, he's put on weight, obese. but they're, they're upset about the fat suit, yes. which is fair. Uh, and then he's come out and defended the use of it and says it is quite a good quality one and respects the laws of physics and doesn't look like um, shallow how, for example. That's I almost respect that approach to it. He's like, no, 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 it's the solid one. And it's like, oh, that's what we were worried about, that it was going <laughs> to fall apart mid-shoot. Like, as long as, yeah, yeah, as long as it's not, they've just like gone, I don't know, like, your shirt, or you just got a pillow under your shirt or he something. He found the job of the hut. He just cut the head off, slipped yeah, in, exactly. I'm away. I've it's got like, my reservations on this topic, though, because I, I feel that within reason, you know, acting is acting, right? Like... Where do we draw the line with this? It's a hard one. It's not it an is easy a tricky one. Conversation, but and also for us, it, we're in a very privileged position. Um, so Agreed. Maybe Agreed. we don't talk about that. Maybe we sure. move back Absolutely. to the mummy. I not. do think it's funny that he got a Golden Globe nomination. Where a couple of months ago he was like, "The Golden Globes suck." The guy from the Hollywood Foreign Press was the guy who the, groped him, mm-hmm. correct? And he's like, "They're shit," and I hate them, and they're bad. And they're like, "Please." 
It's like they still nominated him, which I think is kind of funny. But yeah. that's about it. Let's he sucked his like guns. It. It's good. It's a tactic to get him back in the circle. Yes. I, I feel. I don't think he's going to Speaking of circles, circling back to what we were talking Ooh. about. Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic Park Lovely. 3, Sam so, Neill. Yeah. Um, so we've established that I think, if we're all in agreement, that the mummy is where he really hit his stride. Yes. And became an on-screen hero, right? Yes. Where all of a sudden Brendan Fraser was a household name for really great reasons, and we love him for it. That's, he's amazing in this film. Yep. It's, I mean, the, great. The, Perfect. O- the opening scene where he's there, you know, firing rifles and he's just puffing a dart and then he runs out of bullets, throws a rifle, pulls the two pistols out of his chest holster and he's just like, bang, 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 smoking his cigarette and then like doing that Brendan Fraser, you know, that scream he does. He does a good yell. Great yell. Yell scream. He's got a great yell scream. He's a Looney Tunes character. Yeah, he Come to life and he's very, which is why he was in the Looney Tunes movie. But Super endearing as well. Yes. I think he's having the most fun we've seen on screen. Like... He's just having a ball yeah. out there in the desert. Yep. That's what it looks oh, like. Other than Jonathan. Um, John Hanna. John oh. Hanna. As who, Jonathan. Who can just be whatever he wants to be on screen. Sure. He's so love, comfortable. Do you know what I love about him? It's like he's playing the buffoon side character there for comic effect but still has a role to play. Mm-hmm. Like he's still useful in some regard. And yes. I really enjoy that. They're all like they all have comedy moments, which is really nice, but they all have their – their parts their to play worth. and their skill set and their worth. Yep. I think it's nicely written. I just want to say that. Agreed. I agree with that. I think it's uh, a really well cast movie. I think the fact that it was a 99 film that had an $80 million budget mm. and Brendan Fraser at the time was the biggest star in it. And as Marcus has pointed out, it actually made him a star, but he wasn't one at that time. He was, he was like, oh, the goofy, funny dude from that. Yeah. And then they're like, cool, $80 million, go film in the desert, and also, like, revolutionary CGI, see how you go. Like, oh, who's your villain? You know, Arnold Vuslu. Oh, that guy, yeah. Like, no one knows anyone who was in You'll this You'll only movie. get to see him, like, maybe twice That's in actually the film, true. Like- also, incredible <laughs> performance. Look, I don't know, swing a cat. There's no bad performance in this movie. Everyone is so locked in I think to he, what it should be. He was so dedicated to his... Um, uh, action miming, like there's a scene obviously where he c- takes control of sand and makes this huge, gigantic sandstorm. Yeah, and, then and just watching him stand there as an actor, it's really cringy to watch him because you know what's happening. He's just standing on the spot and they're rolling, and it's just him pretending to control CGI sand. And then there's a fan behind him blowing his little gown around. <laughs> yeah, who, who his little gown. his loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another piece of trivia. Did you know this? The reason it because it's it's stand the camera starts behind him and he's doing raw and the sand comes up and the camera pans up because apparently this fan was quite strong and his little gown <laughs> kept blowing up and revealing his butt. So they had to like Gross. pan up. To get his little tushy. His little please. tushy. His little gown went up and you can see his little tushy. Tush. Yeah. Um, so, yes, you said $80 million. It made $424 million. That sounds right. It was right. like the eighth massive. highest grossing film of 99. Sorry, 416. I don't 416. Know. But even so, it's like, you know, in a, a year of... Uh, Phantom Menace, mm. The Matrix, which this movie got pushed back because they're like, we're not putting this up against The Matrix. It's a fucking like old school universal monster movie. Like it's not going to work. Still yep. killed it, you know. The Sixth Sense, a couple other movies that year that are really big. But The Mummy, The Mummy was a huge thing. It kicked yep. off this franchise and launched most of these people. Rachel Weisz was a sort of known 
like I was I was looking through her credits a while ago and I was like, I really don't know any of this stuff before the month. How how soon after was Enemy at the Gates for her? Like two, three years? It was like 2001 yeah. or 2002. That was 2001. Yes. Then she went straight into The Mummy Returns. And then she does Constantine and the Constant Gardener in 2005. She wins the Oscar for about Constant Gardener. Right. Oh, yes, About a Boy. And she wins the Oscar and it's like, right, well, it's Rachel Weisz. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Vice time. My word. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yes. Frank's Very word, nice. incredible. Oh wow. Well, it is incredible. She is yeah. incredible the whole time. She's incredible. Agreed. I had a my actual my favorite moment of her when she comes on the screen and they introduce her as the <laughs> librarian with her glasses on. <laughs> yeah. And then she's sorting the books out right in the library. Up on the ladder. Up on the ladder, mm-hmm. she gets up and she's trying to reach and she's like, oh, what's this book doing here? Oh, it's in the wrong spot. And she leans over and she's trying to get to the library shelf and then she's on <laughs> she's it looks legit, right? It's the silliest slapstick when she's intro. On, like a stilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. on the stilt of the ladder trying to balance and then she knocks every shelf over. Cliche but domino effect. Like she's meant to be this smart librarian, but she has this massively slapstick intro. Yes. And then Jonathan's intro, they're like, oh, where's my brother Jonathan? And he pops out of the coffin mm-hmm. and he's spooning the skeleton and he's yep. drunk and he's like, oh, Evie, you don't even know. <laughs> and he's the most kiss like, me. Frank, like, Frank can relate to this guy. I think he can really, I think really relatable. understand. I agree because that, I'm a drunk genius. Is that well educated? Because you play with dead bodies. Dead bodies. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Well, we we didn't want to. We're going to bring. Oh, that's. I mean, I'll cut that. <laughs> Just so the listeners, in case this isn't cut, can uh, understand, Frank had no comeback for cuddling a corpse. Well, I did used to live behind a funeral home in Tasmania, so let's let's not delve into it. Was it a funeral home before you moved there or did you make it a funeral home? <laughs> the skeleton had a comeback. Yeah. I oh. agree that. Thank you, Chris. I agree. Pucks and Rick. <laughs> I agree that uh, Evie seems like she could be a stick-up-her-butt character if you don't have that scene, where instead she's really clumsy mm-hmm. and goofy. And then when they all fall, she's just like, Ooh. like, you know, she's really not sure what to do. And she's obviously a very intelligent person and a little priggish, but she's like, yeah, yeah she's she's a bit of a, a mess. But everyone gets really, their goofy moment. Everyone gets their goofy moment. Nothing is taken too seriously. Yeah. You know, even uh, Vuslu, whenever a cat shows up, goes like, ah, fuck, and like oh. <laughs> runs away, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's such a little dainty little moment in his little robe. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to talk about quickly, very, very quickly, okay. why I think this was a nine, obviously, for me and, and for Thomas. Um, to me, this would have been a seven had it not been the ensemble cast that it was. I think we've established that yeah. pretty clearly. Very strong cast. Everyone is great. Everyone's fun to watch. It's an adventure from start to finish. And as I said, though, it's a flawed masterpiece. So to me, this time round watching it, I stopped watching it as the fan of The Mummy, as I've always have been my whole life, and went, how can I destroy this myself? What can? What do I hate about it? You did a Frank. I did a Frank because yeah. I thought maybe... Maybe it's not brilliant. Maybe I want to see it in fresh eyes and see what I can bring to the table. And I wrote down notes on... Uh, let's say like not continuity errors, but just things that are like really, and you like you go okay, it's a fantasy to a degree, but like there's some things that are really a bit much. Like so, we we you touched on earlier about uh, the Medjai and they attack the camp where they're all staying mm-hmm. above uh, Hamanaptra, and um, people are just swinging swords everywhere, and it's all these dudes. The Medjai, right? For one, they all just have swords; mm-hmm. they don't carry guns. Because they didn't move no, at the time. Do. do they, they have, have that, guns? They have that scene where they all run out after they've awoken imita- and they've seen him for the first time and they've all got the guns. And Ardit's like, we told you to live. No, he's alive. 
fuck. Like, and he's really upset. <laughs> yeah, he says, says, and he, says got, he says, fuck. He says, he gets <laughs> mad. Um, like, he's, they, they have guns in that okay. moment. Yes. Well, my, my point is, the whole fight goes on. It gets very intense. And then Rick, and playing words here, diffuses the situation mm. by lighting a stick of dynamite with a 10-meter fuse. And they all go, oh, no, we better stop now, guys. He's getting serious. I have to agree. I was. It's just so weird. Dude. When you were when you were saying I'm in a nitpick, I was like, I probably wasn't thinking of any of this stuff. I was just watching and having fun. <laughs> I genuinely had that same thought today. Where he's just like, look at my dynamite, and he's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I just cut everyone's his, cut his what they're doing because he lights yes. this massive stick of dynamite. It's, it looks cool, but it makes no sense. No, no and it would take it that. would take like two minutes to actually blow up. So yes. what's his play there? I agree. It's almost like <laughs> I'll do it, and it's like in a bit you will, but you don't get to control yeah. the dynamite. Like maybe Stephen Summers was it was real dynamite, and he was like, "Well, hold on, we've only got one take, so let's just give you a long fuse, the and long we'll just bit. go a few takes and see how long." Stephen Summers routinely does work with real dynamite. He directed. They call him. That's why they call him Real Dynamite. <laughs> yes, Real <laughs> Dynamite. dynamite. <laughs> he makes a lot of Explosive money. Explosive Summers. Yeah. White Dynamite. Oh, next summer blockbusters. Hey, with dynamite. Okay. Uh, it's little little things as well, like there's scratches on the inside of the sarcophagus when he's mummified, like he's wrapped up. You know, you start to really pick apart a film that well, you love. No, like no, no, because the um, the scarab scarab beetles. The dung beetles? The, giant the dung beetles. Scarab beetles. Sure. They would have eaten through the bandages to then eat him alive. And they do say these ate him very, very slowly. And the Which, next time you see them, get a person, it's like... <laughs> yeah. They decided that person they weren't hungry is dead. That day. They're gone. <laughs> it's yes. like the comedy piranha where they just eat him and then yes. he falls to dust. It's hilarious. Like, but you're now. like, so why did they eat him so slowly? And you're quite right, Marcus. He's in this coffin and he's like, look, it's for and he's like, my name was Emotem. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. <laughs> no, death is only the beginning, is yes. what he carves. Emotep he was before, He was writing bad names before that. And you can see him crossing them out. <laughs> Fall out boy. Explosive summers. No. <laughs> something. Imhotep the rhythm? No. <laughs> this uh, film, yeah, this film is going in knowing nothing about it. I kept changing my mind as to what this film was. Uh-huh. That's that scene where she's knocking over the bookcases. Oh, it's a slapstick comedy. Yeah. Oh no, it's not. Okay. Oh, now it's an adventure film. Oh, no, it's not. It's and and then halfway through, it then becomes there are asteroids falling from the sky, and that's just kind of breezed on by. Like, oh, okay. Oh, you're doing the like plagues of Egypt. Okay, but that's just. That bothered Something me too. There's ten, 10 plagues and we only saw seven of them. It's, so. Well, they finish, they kill him before they get to ten, right? Because that's the death of Lucky the Lucky we born. didn't get to the firstborns. Yeah, well, that's bad. <laughs> I think Rick O'Connell's a firstborn. They'd be out of luck. It's um, the least interesting part of the movie, I agree. Did you it's like, like, here are the plagues and I'm like, oh, that's right. I forgot this was in here. And every time it happens, I'm like, fine, whatever. And I love how Jonathan goes, oh, this is the plague of locust. John Corinthians 242 or something. Like he does that little biblical voiceover. Frank pretending he doesn't know the chapter and verse. Oh, it would, it would be word. in Exodus, but I don't know. I don't know, that, I don't know anything How else about it. Our biblical correspondent in the room is stumped on this one. I've, I've blocked it out <laughs> deliberately. <laughs> but I thought it was funny how Jonathan like quotes the Bible yes. verse over the top of the film to make it seem like this Ooh. grand or spooky thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you know, yeah. there's the, some frogs. The one good thing we get out of it is, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, Brendan Fraser says blood in this movie twice. And both times he says it, it's the definitive recording of the word blood in the English language. He goes like, Lady, when we got there, all we found was sand and blood. And I'm like, oh, 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 say that again. And then later blood. they're drinking their wine and they're like, it almost tastes like 
blood. And I'm like, <laughs> say it again. Like, when he says yeah. blood, it gives me tingles. So I'm like, that was worth it almost, just for him saying blood. But yeah, that's my bit there right. <laughs> on why I liked the plagues. So that's okay. That's, that's the good, only reason. That's a good I bit. agree with Chris that it vacillates all over the place. I think it does almost everything very well. But well, I, it becomes a zombie film at the end. Which I'm like, while that was happening, I was like, sure, this is kind of one of the best zombie sequences <laughs> yeah. for like 10 minutes. And mm. it gives them a reason to have a scene like that. Which it's, is a, a lot of it's a mix of genres and there's a lot going on and it just kind of works, hey. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about it. I think if it. you're you in it, it works. I think a lot of people, as I've read online, because I wanted to get the other, the devil's advocate opinion. Oh, my God. He's speaking to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other side's opinion, because if you're in it, you love the the how it changes and, oh, it can do everything. It does everything so well. But if you're not into it, you're like, this isn't scary. This isn't funny. And I'm not along for the adventure. Sure. So you would just be like, frustrated that you're not hitting any mark. It's like Jack of all trades, master of none, where we think it's like a master of all trades somehow. That's how we feel about it growing up, I think. I think it's a very charming Jack of all trades. You know, I agree that there's not... Rick of all trades. There's not... Some Rick's because that's his, there. It was his character's name. You know what I mean? I know. You see what I'm doing? <laughs> Thanks, man. Okay. <laughs> hey, some trivia about Brendan Fraser. You know, he uh, he's never felt the same after this movie. Yeah, he, he says he was physically uh, kind of put through it. He was put through for it for these movies. I mean, he had a stunt double, but he did a lot of it himself. Yes, the fighting, and then he almost died in the hanging scene. Yes, I heard about that. That sounds legit because that looks legit. Oh yeah, Rachel Weisz is on record like talking about it when she saw it. And he like went limp, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Oh, we should cut," and they get him down. He's like, "It's weird that you could tell he went limp." Just from and the other actors still. What was going, still, on? Well, what was going, going on in dialogue. that scene? They were very close. I think that was five hundred. <laughs> How good's the prison guard? Though? The prison Chris guard who's He's played great. by Omid Jalili. Omid Jalali. Make sure he gets back to his hotel room so, safely. <laughs> so he's he's playing the sweatiest, just like most greaseball man with that like ah. Oh, and then I looked him up the other day. Omar Jalili, yeah. Omar Jalili, and he's a British comedian. Mm-hmm. And I saw him once, and he's just like, yeah, look, I'll tell you about this. And I'm just like, all right, sure. <laughs> like he's really quite English. He reminds me so much of the prison guard in uh, Mel Brooks's Men in Tights. Oh, I yeah, have. We're so busy. I've seen it, but screams. not in years. Come Positive arm. Uh, one of the greatest. Do you know, I, I thought, why didn't they just, you know those ch- those toddler carriers that you you know you see people walking uh, around? Papoose. And they, is that what it's called? It's called a papoose. Is it actually? It's just got a front pack. Papoose. Front pack. It's a child fanny pack. Papoose. It's a papoose. I don't believe him, but I'm going to roll with it. I'm not looking it up because I'm not going to justify <laughs> it. I know, I'm like, I have death stared Frank after saying this. Like, <laughs> don't challenge me. Okay. Go on. The so progeny check. pack? Progeny, prog, prog pack didn't sell. So they yeah. went with papoose instead, which is French for baby sack. <laughs> I propose a papoose. Huh? I propose a papoose where they just have cats strapped to them. And oh, just, where, everywhere they go, they just have a cat. Everywhere they go, they just have a cat. <laughs> That's fun. it, because that, it turns out he can't do shit if there's a cat in the room. Yes. He literally will blow away in a sandstorm. And like, no. That didn't clue into that. Like, he obviously used it as a device at one point. He's like, here's a cat. Oh, I'm scared, and he, and he fucks off. Yeah. But then but he they then go. They couldn't do it once he fully regenerated. That was that, the whole bit. Yes, they're the like, he's bit? fully regenerated yes. now. And so, like, they were able to get. And I also like how Jonathan <laughs> had one bit where he did the, oh, I've got to pretend to be a zombie. Like, yeah, more <laughs> And I'm like, that's always a good bit. That's always a bit classic of fun. Classic gag. It's classic. It gets scary, though, when he starts ripping out tongues and eyes and. 
I... Also, why does he take the eyes of the oh only guy with glasses? Oh my god! Can you imagine <laughs> the whole movie? He's just going like, oh, "Fuck!" <laughs> you can't see shit. This sucks. <laughs> it's such a, the such one a good bit. Semi-blind guy he takes is... his eyes. It's like... almost that's why because you're like, he's the only one who he starts killing and doesn't finish. And you've got to imagine he got his eyes and was like, "The fuck did you go?" And he's just like <laughs> looking for him the whole time. It's, it's a bit of a cruel joke on that guy. Yes. He just picks away at him it slowly throughout the film. Very funny that that's who he got. Um, I want to say two things really quick about a recent viewing. Uh, I'll say it about the younger viewing. Marcus and I grew up together. Not by choice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened. In a commune. In a commune. Yeah. In a funeral home at the back of... Oh, my God. Oh, we all grew up together. Um, <laughs> Chris was the caretaker. Keep her keys. <laughs> Coming. You're Get on with it. it. Anyway. When Marcus showed me this movie when I was a child, I was like, this is a horror movie. This is what all horror movies are like. Oh. I thought I was I was six. So I'm like, this is a horror movie. This is straight up what all horror films. This scared the shit out of me in the same way that Scary Movie did. And so those were <laughs> two kind of movies where I'm like, hold on, hold on. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> Go back. What age did you see Scary Movie? Probably you mean like the six Anifaris. or seven. Right, like the Anafaris. Because that movie, when characters are like, there's one bit where the girl's like running around and she's like, oh, is this the bit where I break my leg? <laughs> And you see a broken leg, and I was like, well, this is horrifying. Yeah, okay, yeah. it's a bit much. For There's a, a lot for in a that. That's fair. But, like, The Mummy, I was like, this is a horror movie, that, and, like, occasionally there are jokes. And so I don't think I saw another horror movie until Saw. Oh. <laughs> and going into that, I was like, this will be like The Mummy. <laughs> this will be fine. <laughs> Not a lot of jokes in Saw. Not a lot of jokes. No charismatic lead. We'll carry no. on. Game that's over. A, that's a good joke. Game over. Game over. An E.T. <laughs> Gotcha. I think I think the best joke is that it's set on the like tenth of September two thousand and one. So for the guy oh. that gets out, he's gonna have two bad days in a row. You mean sore is? Is that when yeah, sore? That's I think so I funny. think so. <laughs> Let's not fact check it because that's hilarious. It's so sad. I love my leg's gone, but it's like, no one gives a shit about your leg. <laughs> right? No, you've got to go to work. <laughs> you sh- uh, uh, you're uh, a fireman, remember? Uh, and he saves lives. <laughs> yes. It's a happy story. Oh that is my so God. dark and so funny. Um, Let's quickly but, talk about... Yes. Sorry, what were you going to... You were my just, last, gesticulating. My last bit, because I was going to say my recent watch of this, was oh, yeah. I'd seen it like a thousand times as a kid. Hmm. And I was like, well, I should watch it again. And I had some friends over the other night. I was like, I'll watch this and like we'll have a little bit to drink and we'll get a little silly. Before we started the movie, mm. I was in like insanely drunk. I went to answer the door when Kath got home and she was like, you were like looking at your feet like a child and going like, and she's like, I've never seen you. You were so drunk. And so I was watching the movie, but I was so drunk it was kind of like, there's nothing else going on in this room but I'm somehow not paying attention to the movie. Like, I don't have my phone out. I'm not eating. But the floor is interesting. Or, like, what's up with my toes? Like, I was not paying attention. I was going to ask, what is up with your toes? What's up with my toes? And I, I woke up today and was like, I was so drunk watching that, I think I've forgotten parts of it. Retroactive. <laughs> like, I've damaged my memory of that movie. So I have to watch it again. So that's why I watched it, like, an hour ago. And you're seeing it. Oh, it's fucking amazing. It's a great movie. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that's, that whole story was That was my that. whole bit just because I got really drunk watching it the other day. <laughs> and it was silly. I shouldn't have done it. Don't do it, kids. Yes, it's I'm going to put drunk in air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was really distracted by the floor and the ceiling. Yeah. I have a concentration yeah, yeah, yeah. issue. Also, we should mention that we're sponsored by Powell's Seltzer. On oh, that. and they're hey. going down so well. 
Jeez. They have a, they're going down. The Seltzer's going down. Welzer. Oh, Ooh. have one on sarcophagus. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy with that. Don't no. don't rip on him for that. No, it was I, good. I laughed out loud. I that thought was it was funny. Great. That was whatever. So should we talk about speaking of good lines? Should we talk about the script of the mummy? Sure. How do we feel about the line? Is um. What does, she, what does she say? <laughs> What's a place like me doing in a girl like this? That's pretty funny. Because I right. thought when I left that cinema as a child, that was the funniest line I've ever heard. Oh, really? I've never. <laughs> and then all the reviews online are like, that is the worst drunk acting I've ever seen when Evie's drinking well, the. It's not great. It's not Oscar worthy, but it's. It's B movie drunk acting. Everyone yeah. who's drunk in this movie knows what movie yeah, they're in. It's they're, in they're, theme. They're, yes. they're not in like. Don't get mad at me. I didn't write the review. No, I'm mad at them. <laughs> okay. Good. Fucking internet. <laughs> but internet's my worst friend. You know, like a movie about a character who has a drinking problem, like, you know, leaving Las Vegas. You know, Nicolas Cage mm. in that movie is both quiet, sad, drunk, and over-the-top drunk, but he's an alcoholic. Like, these are people who are getting drunk in Egypt in the 30s hunting a mummy. Like, of course they're going to be like, yeah, yeah. woo, like that's also, the sort we, of drunk. we've met people that are like that when they're drunk. Oh, so yes. I'm right here. I was doing that as the movie was playing the other day. I was What's like, a place like me doing it in a lounge room like this? What is a me like this doing on a movie like, sir? Like, I couldn't even finish the sentence. Wow. I was that drunk. I couldn't even You're not drunk now, though, so why couldn't you think of a line? On my way. Aren't you a writer? Speaking of, do we like the script? Do we think it was okay? I Chris, think, as a neutral party, uh, for for what it is, for what it for the for the era that it came out in, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a fun nineties action thing as fun nineties action films were. Couldn't yeah. agree more. I hate mummies. I hate mummies. Here we go again. Here we go. Yeah, like it's it's just corny one-liners and it's just cheese and it's great. Yeah. it's just like extra cheese on my. On my nachos. It's all the cheese I wanted. The oh, only you know thing I mean? that distracts me about this film, and it tells me that it was made in the 90s, is Rachel Weiss's eyebrows. Oh, oh they're the worst legit. part. Yeah. She's so attractive <laughs> in this film, and for some reason, <laughs> she got the world's thinnest pencil mm-hmm. and did one stroke. Well, that and was, was like, that's it. I know. That was Vogue at the in time. In 99, really. I'm so, that's how bad I am at yeah. this. I had no idea, but You're- I. Forgotten how bad her eyebrows. Your were. eyebrows have never been thin, have they? No, no, I came out like this, bushy, looking <laughs> like John Howard. <laughs> hey, did you guys ever look at the camel horse race scene and ever wonder who would have actually won that race? Because I had some, to look it up. Have you got some stats on how I've fast got the camel stats. is? Oh, you came go. here with some camel stats. Yeah, because it, it was the first camel. question I raised. Because again, I was trying to pick this to pieces, right? Yes. And that immediately came up. I was like, as if. And then, yeah, of course, horses can. Uh, run quicker than camels, like 100% legit. However, on sand, camels can run faster, technically because their hooves are wider and they can dig onto the sand a lot better. Whiter? Did I say whiter? I said wider. Okay, I was just checking. Wider. 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 Uh, Horses run at 55 miles per hour and camels run at 35 Generally, okay. He didn't even convert that into kilometers. (laughs) Well, fifty-five is like stolen from Wikipedia. Um, But legit, they would have won that race. So you know, fifty-six k's an hour. It's not something I did wonder, but I am glad you came here with some stats. I kind of want that next time where whatever movie you're doing, he's like, "Hey guys, did you? Does the science check out? Did you think about this? You know that guy that won that car race? Well, here's the stats. If we do The Mummy Returns and there's the scene where Brendan Fraser has to beat the sun to the temple, 
to save his boy so that the sunlight doesn't... And you're just like, oh, guys, did you ever wonder if the sun can actually move that fast? Well, I got some stats here for you. Like, I'd love that. That would be great. <laughs> Who are you being? Right that's now? Marcus. <laughs> no, that's... Uh, He's doing his me. Coach Steve. I'm doing Coach Steve, Nick Kroll. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Um, I love Brendan Fraser's bit in this where she asks him, he's like, I was in Hamanaptra. That's where I was. And she's like, do you swear every damn day? (laughs) No, I mean, I know what you meant. Like, that's a great, that's a great little like 30s, 40s, like snappy dialogue back and forth. I love that. Hey, O'Connell. (laughs) Looks like we got all the horses. Hey, Benny. Looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river. That was. Sorry. The two of you, that was iconic. That was perfect. All right, it's now an eight. (laughs) Just just for that performance, it's an eight. Do you know what? That's my second favourite scene in the whole film. My first favourite bit Mm. is when Benny, he sees Benny in the room and Benny tries to run away and he launches a chair (laughs) and fucking knocks him out. He just, just Rick's so cool that he picks up a chair one-handed, yeah, and just torpedoes it across the room and hits him in the back. It's perfect. It's true. Um, I have a hot take about Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Oh, oh I've my been doing god! So well. I've been doing so well. I've been conscious of it. I said, let Fraser. me just stop my stopwatch because I had a timer uh, on to see when he would fuck that up. Adam Sandler has ruined Adam me. Sandler. Adam Sandler, <laughs> friend of the podcast, Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah. Brendan yeah. Fraser. Brendan Fraser oh. could have been so successful in Marvel a generation later. Or ten years later, like well, who would he be if you weren't going to cast in him in that some universe? parts? In some parts of this, Captain America, mm-hmm. Ant Man, sometimes Ant Man, sometimes Hawkeye. Ugh. Not a great one, but still uh, someone. Sometimes even he has the smug, sort of cheeky, handsome cavalierness of a Tony Stark. I think he's just lacking that edge a little bit, but it's there. Even when you consider that his early roles were shirtless buff guy, it's like, well, that's Thor. Obviously, him as Thor would have been hilariously bad. (laughs) Hey, Loki! (laughs) Our dad is Odin! (laughs) That would have not worked. It's down to a seven again. (laughs) Yeah, you've brought it down. Shit, I broke it. (laughs) You've just ruined Avengers for me as well. And now, like, he, I'm not trying to be facetious. Like, he's bulked up, become a bigger dude. He could be the Hulk. He plays some big, burly, thing-like character in a television show from a couple of years ago that was out. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? It was like The Defenders or something. And Brendan Fraser plays what is the equivalent of The Thing from Fantastic Four. Titans. In this. Yes. Oh, in Doom no. Patrol. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. He plays the big thing in there. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he could do a burly big guy yeah. now. He... So what you're saying lost to Marvel. They might bring him in. Now. What you're saying is Brendan Fraser could he can play anything. He's got range to play anything. I I don't know if I think he can play anything. I think he's He obviously a, can't play Loki? This this thought this thought experiment <laughs> was if, if they made a Marvel Cinematic Universe in the late nineties, early two thousands. He would have been, been they, they would have just been like obviously yeah, Brendan. That's floated around on the internet he, a lot though. Yes, like, like, they'd be like he might be our top guy. In yeah, the you 90s. say hot yeah, take. He'd be in. He'd be in. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, I had no idea. So sure. it's, Tom's never been on the internet. As I we've, yeah, yeah. Didn't as know. We've I'm not allowed. There's a That's safe right. search they, they have definitely done 90s casting of... Because Tom you know, Cruise... Tom Cruise is, is Iron Man. Iron Man. That's yeah. like... And they're two of them. See, I don't agree with that. Which is funny because... Really? Let's go to... Tom I found some, some reviews. Stacked heels in that fucking suit. Tony Hart... Um, Robert Tony Downey Hart. Jr. wears... <laughs> Tony Hart. Robert Downey Jr. wears wedges and heels. He and does. Platform there shoes. are those photos that are very funny of him wearing... Well, he's a very short man. Yes. He's a short man. I think Tom Cruise is not a good... Tony Stark. I mean, Tom Cruise is way too. Tom Cruise is a good villain. 
in the but I suppose nineties version of him. I don't know. Get back to me. Yeah, that, that center console in the chest is his center tooth. Just glowing. <laughs> he does have a center tooth. Tom Cruise has a center tooth, don't add it. His face is not symmetrical. Hey, do you know who else we forgot to talk about? We haven't really touched on them either, is the guy that played Ardeth. Yeah, what is his name? I should know that. Mm, you I think Frank. you said it, Frank. Oh, I've... Eric Avari? Yes. Yeah, He's that... Mr. Cecil in, He's... in Mr. Deeds. He is oh, American. Oh. He is American, isn't he? I'm I pretty sure. He's, he's great. He's al- he almost always is tapped to do some vaguely exotic accent. Is this the sure handsome, dark-skinned yes. man? Handsome leader of the Magi. Yes. Gets more he's, to do in the oh. sequel. He's actually oh, yeah, Chris, much better in the sequel. to watch the sequel. Oh, we're talking about different people. You're talking about Obed Fair. Yes. Oh. I was talking about the guy who has the, the grey hair and he runs the library. And oh. he's like, give me locusts, oh. give me frogs. Yes. <laughs> the curator. That no. guy's yeah. great. Uh, the, the tribe leader from Stargate. Oh, yeah. it's all coming uh, together. It's the same universe. Like, he's the butler mm. from Home Alone uh, 3 as well, guys. And as, as I said, he's also oh, Cecil Jesus. in Mr. Deeds. And he's the, yeah. I'm so sorry for the Home Alone 3 watchers. Or Home Alone 4, I don't know. It's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's one of the Home Alones. He's a butler. Oh, the way, they shouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he was great. I thought Ardeth was excellent. And if you watch the sequel too, he just they just build upon him because they're like, we see potential in this character and this dude and he's great. There are some characters, what they do with them in the sequel, I don't love. I think it's okay. Agreed. Him, it's the best. Yeah. You're like, oh, Agreed. this guy was so cool and you're doing a good job of tapping back into it. As a young, uh, impressionable teenager, mm-hmm. him as Ardeth and, uh, and Vigo as Aragorn, literally the reason I grew my hair. Quite literally. I went, he's the man. I want to be the man. I'm not going to lie. When they come out of the temple at the end and he's there just like relaxing on a camel or a horse or something, he's like, yay, he's not dead. That guy. That guy's great. Yes. There's also the guy on the American side who looks like if you left Brendan Fraser out in the sun for too long. Do you guys know the one I'm talking about? One of Mr. Mr. Henderson. Yeah, Mr. Henderson or whatever. Uh, Stephen Dunham. Yes. He's just kind of a little like... are you Brendan Fraser? He's like, no, I get that a lot. And it's like, yeah. Um, you were the second choice to play Rick. You're probably not we even. liked you, so <laughs> I, we'll give you a role. I don't even think he's good enough to do birthday parties as Brendan Fraser, but he does yeah. kind of look like the the Kevin Dillon to Matt Dillon. <laughs> That's the most slanderous <laughs> sentence I've ever heard. It's just, he's, he's, <laughs> That's he's distractingly. You can't even do birthday party Brendan Fraser. <laughs> he's distractingly similar in how they dress him and his hair. But. I, and I think it's, he's meant to be like the Aldi version. Of Brendan Fraser, yes. like, and he's a great, a great generic American. What does that mean? Brendan Fraser, 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 scrambled eggs. I, whenever <laughs> <laughs> with my with my hair the length it is now, whenever I have a day where I, it manages to do and that, and for little, all the listeners, that, <laughs> it's uh, like here's what I'll explain because this is not a visual medium. It's like almost the length of what Brendan Fraser's is now, and in the Mummy, ne- and I try to do the like little arc the at the front, and I think mm-hmm. I get it. And I go to Kath, I'm like, what do you think of my hair? And she's like, you look like Manny from Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, do you, now do a Ray Jeez. Romano. Oh, yeah, I, I don't want to be a mammoth. <laughs> it's not she's the, not, she's right, worse. though. Yeah, she's Sorry. right. She's right. It's I look very like, good, Manny. Oh, she's got good eyes on her. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Rick's glow up? when He's in prison, obviously, and he's got the long hair. Like, Oh, yeah. The, the and then he does, say, he does gonna, the kiss. I'm going to say glow down. Whoa. You have a type, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reckon he looks he's super adventurous, uh, super fantasy. Uh, he's like, he's the Fabio-esque mm. at that point. Do he you know is what I mean? Fabio-esque, but is that a good thing? Well, she sees him he, immediately. She's like, I'm into this. She was like, it wasn't even that good of a kiss when she's like, oh, yeah. yeah oh, no. God, Evie. Great sequence where she's like 
distracted and goes to hang up the clothes and stuff like that. And the scene between them as well, right after they get out of Hamanaptra and he's packing to leave and she's taking the suitcase out, that's almost an unbroken take. Like there's one cut to her slamming his hands in the suitcase. That would be such a great duologue. Like we all as actors when we did, I know, I know. But wait, did I say duologue? Duo. A duologue. Duo leaper. <laughs> a duologue. Duologue. Uh, so we, you're saying how we many logs would you like to do? <laughs> so it's it would be a great scene to do on stage with someone. The way they play off each other. Again, it has that snappy talkies. It is only thing. about a minute long though. No, but it's just you don't get that as much. How often in movies now is it close up? It's not shot, exactly Birdman, is it's it? It's not like... Birdman. Oh, the greatest <laughs> film we've all ever seen, obviously. Birdman. Huh? Unimpeachable. But like, I don't like Birdman. <laughs> um, the, just the fact that we get that shot. And it's just like a back and forth between the two of them. And I'm like, this doesn't exist in modern blockbusters anymore. No, that's a good I point. don't see these scenes. It's a credit to Stephen Summers. 100%. And this the- film was ahead of its time in a lot of aspects. Yes. We've mentioned the visual effects. There. Interesting. Yeah, but incredible. the same person that did CGI, and you can fact check this if you want, I'm pretty sure was the same person responsible for the Rock's image, CGI image in the second film. They- and it's Bad. They basically accept that the first one they didn't know what they were doing, but they were given a budget and told to stretch it and do what they could. And they were like, this might work. And it was impressive. It was and great. then with the second one, they were like, go big, go as big as you can. And they couldn't do it. It was yeah. just like the Anubis army in the second one doesn't look very good. No. Like a lot of it's pretty shaky in the it's second one. It's too much. Even Imhotep doesn't look quite as good when he's. You know, re, oh, re, rebuilding, regenerating. Yes, when he's yeah. regenerating the second one, it's not as effective as Agreed. In this one. Frank, can you tell me? I normally know this shit, and I genuinely don't. Did mm-hmm. this? Does this win an Oscar for best visual effects? Is it nominated? It's it's nominated for one. I would it was have... nominated for best sound. Is that all? That's it. That's rude. I That's mean, this pretty good sound. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, it sounds Not good to me. The wrong side of the river. <laughs> Yeah, the Oscar goes to the boom mic operator. He just has to <laughs> managed pull to like back. reel all the way. Oh Someone drowned making bo- that going back into no, the, the boom. Right, the boom operator is on the other side of, of the, the river. river. There we go. <laughs> there so this is go. coming up to its twenty fifth anniversary. Would be mm, next. That'd be next year. year. I, right. I would love to see them redo the effects with today's Ooh. stuff I because just, mm. the movie still holds up. Mm-hmm. As yep. yep. Four people in this room are giving an opinion that, you know. You can't argue with it now. Um, <laughs> re- just strip it all back and redo it again with today's stuff. And you could release it again, you know. Mm. Yeah. It, it had, doing those kinds of things has a bad rap because George Lucas added shit to yeah. the Star Wars stuff. but And made them better. But that's <laughs> really? No, see, yeah. <laughs> Who shot first? That's, that would be my concern, Chris. Chris has died? <laughs> We, we would just have the same situation is what I would fear and I would hate to remaster it with current CGI because I think it doesn't need it. Do you guys you know the Corridor Crew dudes, like the YouTubers? Yeah. They do that with the second one and they redo. They fix the rock. The rock. Face. As oh, Scorpion, and it looks interesting. way better. They don't do the whole thing because it's like it takes too long. That's what I mean. That if, it's, if, it, if it ain't broke, don't they fix it, They manage to right? do a pretty good job of just being like, yeah, yeah. this could be done today. You know? Yeah. And there'd be like give it to Weta, you know, that studio that did – Lord of the Rings and now has just done the latest Avatar and it looks incredible. So it would be it would be doable. I agree. I have one bit that I mentioned to you guys pre-record that I want to bring into this episode and this might be, you guys might be like, nope, stupid, nail in the coffin, not doing it again. I can't wait to say that to you. Okay, looking forward to it. Let's go. Who would you play in this movie? (laughs) Oh, that's your question. I'd be Jonathan. 
I, if I, I could answer for Frank, I would say Frank is Jonathan. I think that's a good call. Thank you. 100%. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm blushing. He <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. is. <laughs> um, I think you do okay, a great that's Jonathan. Me. And then who's next? Marcus? Uh, Ardeth. Ardeth, yes. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, story checks out. Yep. Checks out. Christopher? Uh, one of the Cowboys. Turn up, play a cowboy. <laughs> Your role is insignificant to the, to the plot, but have be, fun. Be arrogant the American. Yeah. Chris yeah, is wearing yeah. his glasses now. I was about to say, you have glasses, so you could be the bookish hey. one, but I think you... How's your I don't have a tongue speak? Do it now. I was just about to ask. Put the knife down, Chris. Put the knife down. I went method, Tom. I went method. It's perfect. And of course, Tom would be Benny. I 100% would be Benny. Benny. I'm so glad you said that. You always so have more us, balls than brains or cotton. None oh. of us see ourselves as the hero. No, That's which is nice. Which sad. We're very, it's a humble group, isn't <laughs> yes. it? Our, all four of us, very humble. Do you know what Benny's meant to be, his nationality? I only know this because I had the subtitles on. Mm. Every time he's swearing, it's in Hungarian. So he's, oh. hun- he's Hungarian. And I just love the scene of him pulling all the different oh, the, the medallions, uh, medallions out. out. Hello, hello, hello. And then he <laughs> finally pulls out uh, Star of David and he's like, oh, the language of the slaves. And I'm like, who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone talk to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> we don't but the subtitles say in Hebrew. Yeah, yeah that's it. <sighs> and it's just like, oh, language yes. <laughs> Goddamn. Wow. I yeah, think, great. I think so I didn't actually, it. I didn't give a score. I genuinely no, was yeah. about to say when Chris was saying, <laughs> yeah. well, we've all given this high scores. And I'm like, no, what's yours? Yeah. Yeah, probably a nine as well. Nice. Wow, sorry to be, sorry yes. To be yeah. Across the board. Oh, Wait, Chris, have you scored? Are we getting your eight or did it? Did we you ruined it, it, Tom. Oh, you shit. ruined it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so you're a seven. I'm seven. Yeah. Seven. That's a solid, Three nines and a seven. We're wow. almost to the top of the pyramid, you could say. This hasn't happened before. 11 this steps, is a first of its kind. As we said. So, that, a, so no one's going to throw in their power because we're all very happy to be talking. No. We got a temporary throw in his power and then he scrambled and grabbed it. Actually, I've got another grievance if maybe this will change a score. Yep. So he regenerates, right? Mm-hmm. He has to obtain all these body parts because tongue, mm-hmm. whatever, eyes, can't see. Mm-hmm. How is he speaking? He got the tongue. Mm-mm. He doesn't speak until he just goes, <sighs> before then. He doesn't get a tongue so until. So this rotted corpse has vocal cords, like he's making noises and shit. Like, I don't know. You see what I'm getting at, I though? see your point, but also it's a fantasy film. It is. And his magic is hell. The Egyptian yeah. priests, they removed body organs. They didn't remove vocal cords. They were taking the tongue and eyes. Right. They yeah, were okay. and he's still and decomposing, as they say. He's still juicy. So, like, oh, they do say that. They do maybe say that. Do say the vocal line. cords. They say that line. It's I don't know if I necessarily retract the grievance, you know what? but I think you've I made a valid point. I mean, it's a three for me now. You're <laughs> absolutely right. <laughs> Fuck this film. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. You know who's got good vocal cords? Brendan Fraser. Go again. When he's on the wrong <laughs> side of the river! All right, that was that was fun. I can't believe we all loved it. We should have planned this one better. That was a lot of fun. No, it worked. Take us out, Frank. Me? I don't know. I'm just like, send me to the moon. <laughs> We're I'll out. Take out just a little bit. Let's go. Through the Throwing the Pal has been a Hey Pal Productions production and we're sponsored by Pal Seltzer. Yum. And, and yum. Yum-o. yum The podcast is produced by Frank, Tom, Marcus, and Chris. And thanks for listening. You guys are the best. Give your mummy a call. Not my mummy. <laughs> Throwing the Pal.